Today is just so wonderful. I feel like chuckling. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Um, how, do how, how do we? How? 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 What do we do? I don't know what we're yelling about. It's gonna get weird. Ha ha ha! Goose in the Bear, Episode Six. One of the best little things. Enjoying it. I'd say we've had an eventful last two episodes. A lot got down. Uh, Softer Andrew, softer side of Andrew came out. The goose. Oh yeah, we had so much going on. It's crazy. The goose showed a soft side. We had we had two great guests last episode, and now what we really are going to do? We're back to the original goose and the bear. How's it going, bear? Uh, It is going great, goose. Absolutely great tonight. Uh, Um. Feeling really good. I had a good day. I left work early today. I came home. I had a walk with the baby and the wife. And to kick off this week, which just so happens to be Mardi Gras on Tuesday, I made some some authentic shrimp etouffee. I don't eat seafood, but that sounds good. It is fucking delicious. Very nice. I want to hear how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I've been in a really good mood since the last time we've recorded. Uh, really since, actually since one week ago, because one week was the, the first date, and I've been in a really good mood since. Things are going well. We are still talking. We still hang out. If you are friends with me on my Instagram, you've seen pictures pop up here and there, which is nice. Uh, we're just having a, a good time, taking things a day at a time, but really, um, yeah, everything's... I'm, and and I and I forgot to mention this, so I want to get this out of the way before the beginning. One, I'm going to try to keep calling you Bear this whole time. We'll see if that actually happens. I doubt it. Uh, but two, and more importantly, uh, the one thing about the date that really stuck out to me last week was I show up and, and we're talking, and and I drink one drink, um, and all of a sudden uh, I'm like looking in her fridge, and now I know she's gluten free, so she doesn't drink beer, but. These delicious Castle Island high def double IPAs, a four pack sitting in there. And I was like, Whose beers are these? You don't drink beer. And she goes, Oh, I got them for you. And I was like, Oh my God. That's my favorite Castle Island dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was my favorite Castle Island dinner. And to add to it, like, don't, uh, we're not going <laughs> to stop your, there. Your favorite dinner. No, no, I didn't. She did not. I'm actually going to be cooking for her tomorrow evening. So. I've talked Goose with her. Is cooked. I was about to say, I don't think we're going to record it tomorrow, but there's a chance that in the future, some episodes of the Goose is Cooked could be coming back where I will be making live on Facebook, live on the Facebooks where I'll be cooking and drinking and doing what I do here, but with food. Oh yeah. But that is awesome. I have missed. The goose is cooked. A lot of people. And I'm so excited that you have like an amazing person to do with now. So it's uh, what's funny is, me and my ex popped up in my, uh, and popped up in my memories today. So I was like, oh well, looks like that's a sign to bring it back, uh, in that. But the other thing besides the beer, my favorite candy is Snickers. I love Snickers. Like I'm a Snicker holic. One time, um, she's a reporter now at Channel 12 when I worked at WPRO. Kim Kalunian. For Christmas, bought me a one-pound Snickers bar. Ooh, mm, mm, mm. It, it was. That sounds good. Well, it was good until I decided to eat the whole thing in an hour and say, "I'm we're gonna make this a challenge." 
Mm-mm. Nah, that's nah, a lot of nah. sugar. That's a lot of chocolate. That's a lot of peanuts. That's a lot of caramel nougat crunch. So I have to ask, are you diabetic now? I am not diabetic. <laughs> but I ate it, and it was the funniest thing. So like after that, I couldn't eat it for at least six months. The sight of it would make <laughs> me sick. I'm like, oh, God, I can't do that. But I'm back on the kick again because I love Snickers. And she bought me a bag of Snickers, too. Like, we were hanging that, out today. That's great. And I was like, whose Snickers are these? She goes, oh, I got those for you, too, for our first date. <laughs> and I'm like, this girl's great. She's just fantastic. Oh, man. I'm a lucky guy. I, it's Thank you, you Bumble. You are. You really are. Thank you, Bumble. And thank you for my ridiculous method of swiping right on everybody and having her actually swipe right on me and have a conversation. Uh, so the, the Photoshop picture was funny. Um we're going to take serious ones, I think, I hope. I don't know. We're just taking things as they come. Uh, it's, it's great, though. We click really well. We're excited. We just like being hanging out with each other. And every time we go out, uh, it's, it's a genuine laugh, nice belly laugh. It's, it's refreshing. It's very yep. refreshing from the past relationships I've had. Well, that's great. I got to say that picture was like – Watching that episode of The Office where Michael's uh, photoshops himself. That's into that the was the whole purpose of it. I asked her. So that was the whole thing. So behind that, I, I asked him, "Oh, do you watch The Office?" And she's like, "Yeah, why?" I go, "I got a present for you." So then I just did that really quickly. <laughs> well, it's a good sign and a testament to how things are going now. Uh, as a result, that. She didn't just immediately just be completely turned off by that. Well, I mean, well, the thing was, like, there was an obvious conversation that had, like, going on. So, like, I knew I would be safe. Uh, I knew I'd be safe, too. But it's at the point, for me, it's like, look, it's it's, it's obviously a joke. And especially with our personalities, it was uh, definitely clear and easy to be a joke. Um, And now it's... It's great. I'm happy. And it worked out. So I'm doing awesome. Well, that's great. I'm so glad you're doing awesome. We're all doing awesome here on Goose and the Bear. Um, Goose, tell me, what are you drinking tonight for this special episode six? In honor of our fallen comrade who had a rough after show, and that's all we're going to leave it at. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, our, my, my big, your little. Um, got, got a little too excited, uh, and it, it was a hurt puppy the following morning. So, uh, <laughs> in honor of, of one, Mr. Andy, I'm going to raise my Jack and Coke to you, my friend, and say, don't do it again. Ever. Ever. I think yeah, it's man, gonna, I think take it's, it easy. I think it's going to be a while <laughs> until we hear from Andy, which... And I think that's a good opportunity to remind our listeners who listen in on Goose and the Bear, because I hope, and I know you hope, that they're sharing a drink while they're listening to this, whether it be wine, beer, whiskey, I'm still waiting for someone to come up with a drinking game for this. I want someone to create a drinking game. Give it time. Give it time. I think people will. But, uh, again, just want to remind everybody... Drink responsibly when you're listening to Goose and the Bear. Don't get too crazy. You can get a little crazy. 
you can drink quite a bit if you're able, but don't get too crazy. Don't don't drink a lot, hurt yourself, or put anyone else at risk. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Stay in. Just kick back, have your drink, and listen to what we have to say. Exactly. Oh, I gotta remember to join my fantasy soccer league. I just got a notification. I was like, "Oh crap! I forgot to do that." Uh, huh? Yeah, it's I a- never considered doing uh, fantasy soccer. Uh, I've done fantasy football, and I did it this past year. And I don't know if I'm gonna do it again. Honestly, I've I done mean, it two years in a row, and I don't really—I don't know if I want to do it again. Yeah, we'll see. It's always fun. I mean, it make, gives more interesting. Uh, yeah. It makes it more interesting to uh, enjoy when you're watching the game. Um, what's I'm uh, kind of just kind of keeping it like free form tonight. Like you know, I'm in a very relaxed mood now. I don't yeah. feel as angry. I don't feel as pent up. I'm enjoying a nice beverage. I'm I'm rocking and rolling. Oh yeah, me too. And uh, I think you know we're just kind of gonna roll with that for tonight. That's the way it's got to be. We, we let it flow. We let it grind in because at, at the point here on Goose and the Bear, let's just face it. We're fun. We're relaxed. And we're going to be responsible, especially going forward. You need to be responsible, Andy. <laughs> and everyone else. And everyone but else. especially Andy. Uh, Andy, OBR, drink responsibly for fuck's sake. Forever. <laughs> forever. forever I mean I know we were you know we were talking about you know uh our ages and everything but you know you're we're not in college anymore you're not he's not exactly a young man anymore he can't just uh he can't just go crazy in an hour and a half like everyone should know this is not a power hour podcast I can make it into a power decide hour to podcast. make it unless we decide to make it into one. But that would be a very, very special episode of Goose and the Bear, I think. If we did a Power Hour Goose and the Bear, it would be... I, no, I can't. I can't do a Power Hour. I can't. It hurts too much. I'm thinking about it. I tried, just thinking about I it tried a couple uh, summers ago on a summer vacation, and it, just the way we used to. Like, I went on YouTube. I looked up, uh, I don't know, like, like, like hit songs from the 2000s or something, Got everybody in the room just taking a shot or taking a drink every time the music changed, and it's a shot of beer. Well, it can be a shot of beer if you are a pussy. If you want to go balls to the wall, you do something a little more dangerous, but. I, it was a huge mistake, so that's why I'm saying don't do that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I don't add anything else. It hurts. Uh, I'm an adult. I'm not celebrating my birthday this year, but if I were to, I'd be the ripe old age of thirty. But I'm not celebrating it, so I'm not thirty, and I won't be thirty. And we're just. It's. I can't do it. I can't do it. it it's, it's gonna hurt too much. Well, I I can honestly tell you, like, I mean, I kind of celebrated thirty, and honestly, it's it doesn't matter. It 
it's a nothing thing at this point. Like, my uh, your birthday just feels like another day uh, most days. Uh, it, it doesn't feel any different. You don't feel really any older. You just feel older when just crazy shit that challenges your life happens. But I don't. I don't mean to bring down anybody that like enjoys their birthday past thirty, because if you're a positive, happy-go-lucky person that likes to enjoy their birthday, enjoy your birthday. Uh, I I applaud you. I envy you. But for me, it's just another day, and it's honestly an excuse for people I love to either me make shit. me delicious food or take me out to get delicious food. It's just like, it's my birthday. <laughs> buy me shit. Do it. Right. And I don't even want them to buy me, like, stuff. I don't want fucking stuff anymore. I don't know about you, but I, I got plenty of stuff. I don't need any anything more, um, to be honest. I just want... Some good food, good company, and some delicious beverages to enjoy it with. And I know I must sound just so, so old saying that, but that's honestly what I enjoy now. Get out of here, you crotchety old man! (laughs) Young whippersnappers! Get off my lawn! Stay off I, I don't like these these young kids just running around voting for Bernie Sanders. Hey, he's winning. He's winning Nevada right now. He's gonna do a pretty big. He's got fifty four percent with four percent in. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty exciting. Um, uh, I know that uh, I know that you, you know, are certainly someone that uh, likes to talk politics. I know I do too, but. Uh, it's a simple uh, maybe thing. you want to visit uh, I, I hate to break Goose's it to political corner. You want to go right into the Goose political corner right now? I'm in for this. It's very simple. It's it's a situation. If you're the Democrat Party, you need to understand one thing. You're not winning this election on your own. You need people like me. I am a moderate conservative. I am an independent. I am unaffiliated. I have conservative values. I have liberal values. We can have a discussion. But if you go too far to one way, you're going to alienate people like me. I'm not going to vote for Trump necessarily. I'm not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. I'll vote for whoever the libertarian is. Who's that? Lincoln Chafee? Heck, a lot of people in Rhode Island voted for him back in 2010. So why not? Right? It's it's, It's an interesting thing. And I really, truly hope people can understand that you're not doing if mainly the progressives out there need to understand they can't do this alone and they have to be willing to come and compromise on things and if they don't it's going to be another trump victory plain and simple because you got to get out of your mindset here because the, at all the coasts are very liberal san francisco california massachusetts uh like even rhode island we're, Did you say New York? I didn't say New York. New York's one of those. New York's one of those big ones. You too. can say New York too. Fine, but here's the thing: we think differently. Just be, and the the biggest issue I have with uh, politics as a whole right now 
It's the whole I'm right, you're wrong attitude and that there's no such thing as compromise because God forbid if I'm a Democrat and says this Republican has a good idea, you're going to get chastised, get called a dino and then just be like, oh, you're a Democrat in name only. You don't really care about the values of the Democratic Party. You're just using the name to get elected. You're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. It's just so ridiculous that we've become so, you can't have a conversation. Why can't I say someone on the other side of the aisle has a good idea? You can't do it anymore. Same thing if a Republican says a Democrat has a good idea. Like Mitt Romney got killed for voting to MP, uh, to convict Trump in the Senate. Yeah, I got, you know a lot, I got a lot of respect for uh, Mitt Romney. For no, but here, but here's the thing. The left's like, oh, what, what a guy, Mitt Romney. But, and he got killed by the Republicans. I hate to break it to you guys, like like we talked about, like we talked about on the podcast. It was it's it the the Republican strategy of saying, yeah, he did what they said, but it's not that bad. If I'm if if a Democrat gets elected, if I'm the Democrat who gets elected, you know what I would do? I would walk in day one, pick up the phone. Call somebody and be like, hey, look into this person. If you don't, I'm withholding your funds. Just flat out do what he did. Flat out do what he did and then watch the Republicans all lose their shit. They're going to impeach him. And then it goes to the Senate where it's going to flop. It it would be true if the House flips. That's really what you have to do just to show how ridiculous this is. I would honestly... I would honestly love to see that. Like, call, uh, I, I don't know, yeah. who's, who's someone we give aid to? Let's call Germany up and be like, hey, hey, Marco, sup? I'm the new president. How about you do some investigating into Donald Trump Jr.? Why not? I feel like he's done some shady business in your thing. If you don't, you're not going to get our funding anymore. It's going to be the best. He's Donald Trump Jr. is innocent. He's gonna be the best boy ever. Sorry, Eric. Sorry, Baron. Donald Trump Jr. is the best. <laughs> I can just imagine Angela Angela Merkel just like, are you fucking serious? It's but it just goes. It, it's it's honestly, I, I'm getting very sick, and I hate. And this is this primary process is so drawn out. It's so BS. Super Tuesday's coming up. What's that next week? I think. Not this upcoming uh, week, but no, no not 3rd. this upcoming week, but the following yeah. week on March third. Yeah, yeah. Because Massachusetts and a whole bunch, and it's going to be yeah. really interesting to see. And then you got Bloomberg in there. Oh man, Elizabeth Warren just beating him down. It's like, pow, pow, pow. I I watched a little bit of the debate, and I thought it was hilarious. And the, it's I've never seen a man look so uncomfortable before. I'm like, dude, have you ever debated? <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, some of the things he could say were just so bad. And I was like, oh, my God, this is pathetic. And, and I hate to say it. After watching that debate, Donald Trump won that debate. That's the worst part about it. It's because people in America, and especially people on the coast in New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, California, need to understand something. Not the whole country thinks like you do. Okay. What is progressive here may seem like the norm is still not saying it's right or wrong, but it's a different view out in Iowa, pretty, it, in Kansas. It's pretty radical. It's and pretty it's radical different. out there. And the differences about it is that what aggravates somebody is when they when when they say, "Oh no, we're right, you're wrong, you need to be like us." How about this? 
you, you, the Democrats, the one thing I've yet to see the Democrats do is ask themselves, how do we get into this situation? What is the mindset of someone in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Iowa, in all these swing states that were going on in Florida, that they had an opportunity to vote and really put in put, vote for Clinton, but they didn't. Where did we go wrong? No, it's instead was, oh, this election's rigged, blah, blah, blah. This erection, this election, wow. <laughs> this erection. It's a, it's this a, erection is rigged. It's really what it is. It's And then and then you get the Russians coming in. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. We have the report coming out with intelligence that Russians are helping Sanders and Trump. I'm like, this is fantastic. First, it was Trump. And then I was like, so here would, I was just joking around with my friends. And I came out and I go, I came up with a Republican spin for that. And here's what it is. Spin it. Spin it. Donald Trump was not working with the Russians, nor has ever been working with the Russians. This is just another fake news hoax just brought up by the Democrats who are the actual ones working with the Russians to make it seem like Donald is working with the Russians and making it seem like the Russians want Donald J. Trump because, let's face it, everyone knows Russia's bad and we don't want to get into that thing. Something Mitt Romney said back in 2012 and got laughed off the stage about, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and you, you get the whole situation on this fact. And you know what? It's really, it's really honestly the DNC that's working with Russia because they're just trying to put all this bad information out because we know that's a negative against us and that's really what it comes down to. That was a pretty good spin. Yeah, I almost believe it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing about uh, people working in the spin zone, you know, is that you, you, you're supposed to make people believe what you're saying. I mean, it's not even necessarily that. But it's like the spin is so ridiculous. And, and that's why I was surprised after the uh, impeachment. The Republican spin was he goes, yeah, he did it. But it's not so bad. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember who it was, but some oh, somebody, the, the, the was, somebody, somebody on the Republican side said, like, yeah, he did it. So what? It's, Get over it. You're you're setting a dangerous precedence. And by doing that. It's going to come and bite you in the ass. It happens both ways. Every time the rules get changed or taken advantage a little bit and you don't close the loophole, it, you might like it now, but you're not going to like it when the other side does it and you're going to bitch and moan the whole time because if it happens on the other foot, Republicans are going to be calling for the impeachment and the Democrats are going to be like, look, hell, you saw it. How many times, how many times did you see people retweeting clips from Bill Clinton's impeachment trial and you have people like Lindsey Graham saying shit and it's, and then you have people like Joe Biden saying stuff and then they're saying the complete opposite 20 years later it's hilarious it, it really is it's it's it it would be even more hilarious if it wasn't so just pathetic and sad very sad uh, so, so you feel better having having said all that. So there's Goose's political corner, brought to you by Curbs Alert. Curbs Alert for all your weather needs on the Facebook. Like, subscribe, follow on Facebook. Curbs Alert. It'll save your day. We love Curbs Alert. That's for sure. And that's something that's never going away. Hopefully. Oh, oh I, I already, I already offered him a free sponsorship. If he ever wants to give me a quarter again, that's fine. 
because Carbs Alert was the official sponsor of the Goose's Cook as well. I'd like to have him on the show, actually. We can we can make that fun. happen. We can have a dad joke off. Dad joke off. I'm not very good at dad jokes. He's honestly the best. The whole thing would be to try not to make the other person laugh. Like, just yeah. try not to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be a pretty good thing. Um, but just kind of just kind of you know uh, bring my response to like what you said and everything. Like on the whole, I pretty much agree with you. Like it's true. Uh, you know, if it were the Democrats doing this stuff and and all that, then it, you would get the outrage and everything. And I think it would be a funny idea to have someone as a Democrat go in do that just for the sake of just calling a, you know everybody out but it just feels kind of petty when i think about it uh, if they were going to do anything like that but my my thought is that you know you know i bet you the bottom dollar that you know that every every time we're going to have this election cycle now it's just going to be the same thing it's probably we're probably going to end up seeing a lot of like trade-offs with Democratic candidates, Republican candidates, the presidents, and everything. Just all trading off these things and trading off control of the House, the, the Senate, and everything. And nobody, and you, you made a, brought up a pretty good point about the fact that people aren't either changing the rules or they're not changing the rules or they're not closing loopholes and everything that people can take advantage of to get into these situations essentially. And then basically people are left in uh, a bit, they're left in a stalemate, a gridlock because nobody can do anything about it. People can just do like corrupt shit and, you know, get away with it and all that. And then there's nothing that can be done because they've put in, place these, you know, uh, systems and protocols that make it so, uh, essentially, you can, the people in charge can just, you know, toss the rules out the window and just do whatever they want. I, I would say, just because the fact no one can agree on anything, nobody can work bipartisanly on anything like that, that the rules aren't going to change anytime soon. They're not going to close any loopholes and it's just going to just snowball until we have some serious like crisis. Oh yeah. Um, and, and you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something they want. I don't know. Maybe that's something they want, but you know, it's, and I think I had mentioned it on a previous podcast, but you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, because this continues to happen all the time and it's happening every every year, every election year, whatever it is, that, you know, nothing's really going to ever change. Things aren't going to get better. You know, the people in government are just going to continue to, uh, you know, kind of flout the rules and enrich themselves and their, you know, different versions of the tax code that they want to enact every four years or every eight years, whatever it might be. And then nobody can get used to that, and we don't see really any like positive results, in the, at least in the long term. In the short term, you know, maybe the there's some uh, there's some you know positive results that come of it. But in the long run, you keep changing the tax code based on your 
political parties like ideals and platforms for what they want to do and it's just going to be confusing to the average citizen and it's going to be confusing to everybody and it's it's it, it it's not going to it's not going to help anything it's not going to help other legislation in the long run it's not going to help enact the policies that they want to because if every time a new president comes in it's a new from the other party or whatever they're going to come in they're going to undo what the previous president did and so their legacies aren't going to matter you know it's like it's like you know Trump coming in and trying to undo you know everything that uh, Obama did and Obama came in and he was un trying to undo the damage that George Bush had done and you know George Bush was kind of kind of doing the same thing like with certain things with the Clinton administration and whatnot it you know people's legacies are just shot you know there's no lasting legacy to the presidential like administrations anymore here's my frustration we want change in this country we want to keep moving forward and the only way you're gonna do that is have new ideas within our government so as you were ranting I decided to do a little Google search longest serving members in Congress you ready for this? This is this is entertaining, right? Because I this is, <laughs> it, it's uh, you know I'm I've never gonna, actually I'm, looked I'm at it objectively like that. I'm going to say yeah, something I, right I, now. I think I know where you're. Gonna, I think I know where you're going to go with it. So yeah. I don't think there should if before if you if you were in Congress before I was born and you haven't left, you need to go. Bye. There's 17, 17 people, seventeen congressmen and women. Who I've been in Congress, either, uh, actually all of them, yeah, these were before I was born. The only, the only one is David Price, who was first elected in 1987, uh, well, so he was elected in 86, came in in 87, and then served from 87 to 95, lost in 96, but came back, uh, lost, left in 95, but came back in 1997. So I'm still going to count that as a one year off. The top four oldest serving are Congressman Don Young from Alaska, Congressman Jim Sensenbrenner from Wisconsin, Hal Rogers from Kentucky, and Chris Smith from New Jersey. Those are all Republicans. After that, you got Steny Hoyer, Marcy Kaperter, Pete Vislocki, Peter DeFazio, John Lewis. So all that, those are all Democrats. You have one more Republican. Look, John, John Lewis is old as shit. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Fred Upton, who's a Republican from Michigan. Then you have Nancy Pelosi, Frank Pallone, Elliot Engel, Nita Lowry, Richard Neal, Jose Serrano, and David Price. If I said your name, you gotta go for sure. It's 30 years. Get out of there. It's like so much changes over 30 years that we need new eyes. I'm pretty sure when the founding fathers created our government, they weren't trying to make this like a lifetime job that you can just sit all willy-nilly. So 17 out of the top 20, out of the top 20 longest-serving members, three-quarters of them are Democrats. Think about that. Yeah. That means okay. it's you want to complain that you can't get stuff done. You've been there for 30 freaking years, and you still can't get crap done. You can't get your own head out of your ass. And this is for all of them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
and and it, and it's funny you mentioned Nancy Pelosi because I've thought she had to be she should have been gone long time ago. I've always known that. I'm not a fan of her. We've said before that like I I'm, you know, a pretty liberal progressive person for the most part. Um but I I don't I while I certainly tend to lean more democratically, I don't care for the Democrats and I certainly do not care for Nancy Pelosi, especially in the last, like, I don't know, like, there's whatever well, it might be. Well, I have some good news. In the Senate, there's only four people who have been in the Senate for uh, longer than I've been alive. Let me ask, is one of them Orrin Hatch? No. He retired last year. He was in Oh, he did? Yeah. I fo- I follow on Twitter retired Orrin Hatch and I don't know like I'm pretty sure it's a a, a parody account but it's hilarious uh, either way. <laughs> oh God! But that guy that that guy did you know that he is like a huge Batman fan and had a cameo in like every Batman movie? Yeah. So here so here's the thing. So fun fact: out of the top ten, well we'll go to the top thirteen because that's where like the dates line up the most. It's pretty much, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Republicans. So that means there's six Democrats. So this is a more of a Republican one. Um, Susan Collins is on there. Uh, but so is Senator Jack Reed, uh, who um, from Rhode Island. And he's the ranking member of the Armed Service Committee. But the number one is Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Vermont. He needs to go. Um, my favorite thing is the current candidate winning right now in Nevada and is becoming the front runner in the whole election is Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He's independent still. I'm pretty sure he hasn't officially changed his thing. Oh, he has been a member of the Democratic Party since 2019. And then previously from 2015 to 2016. So he, he just becomes a Democrat to run for president. Yeah, when he wants to run for president. Which which I, I find is funny because I don't think Donald Trump is your stereotypical good old red-hearted Republican. And the two fake, we could legitimately see a fake Republican and, and a fake Democrat. Let's, let's, let's call it like they see it. They're fake of each. It's fine. Mm. They played it up. That's why that's why that's why Trump brought Pence on was to bring up the religious aspect of it. And it worked for him. And look, I will say this has like Donald Trump's Twitter blows my mind as someone who's been in trouble for Twitter. And he's just like, I don't care. It's 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 truly impeccable. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. There's and as I, I am a firm believer and this is my favorite challenge. So I would love for the listeners out there. I want you to say one thing Donald J. Trump has done that's well. That's good. Because I'm going to tell you right now, not everything he's done is bad. That doesn't mean I'm giving a ringing endorsement or anything. I'm just taking it as I feel every single president throughout history has done some good and has done some bad. Some has have done more bad than others. Some have done more good than others. But there's a little bit of both. There's always a little bit of good that's accomplished, and there is always a little bit of bad that's accomplished. And it's just the meat and potatoes in between is what defines their legacy. What's Trump legacy yeah. going to be? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it's going to be entertaining to watch going forward, but 
I, I'm just, I, I, I love when people's minds to make their minds blow up so I can just be like, tell me something he did good. Nothing. Did nothing good. Never does anything good. Well, that's not true. No, it's not true. And, 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 I, <laughs> you, you know, my feelings on Trump and I, I'll even admit that there certainly has been some good things he's done and I've seen it. I've seen people share it on, on social media I've seen it come up in the news, whatever it might be, whenever he does, when he signs a bill that, like, for example, he signs a bill that supports uh, uh, autism research, uh, or he signs a bill uh, making, um, like, animal cruelty like a, like a criminal offense or more than a felon or felon, whatever it might be. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... Yeah, sure. There's cer- there's certainly some good things that they've done, and there are things that uh, have given me pause where I've gone, huh, okay, all right. But y- you're right. I mean, there's good and bad. There's always more good or more bad than the other, and, you know, all I have to say about that is that a few good deeds don't really uh, make up for... A myriad of. I'm not bad saying things. I'm not saying that it's gonna make up for it. I'm just saying at least it's part of my whole like, give the other side credit when credits due. We can't do that anymore. It's the most frustrating thing. It's like get your head out of your own ass. You're not perfect either. Yeah, I don't know why we need why everyone expects. To f- this is the thing that really bothered me about like the 2016 election is that. A lot of people saw like Bernie Sanders as like this perfect candidate. Oh, and he's I, not. I didn't, st- I didn't. I didn't see that, but I certainly thought he was a, a better candidate than what we, what we ultimately ended up with. In terms I did of not vote for parties. Hillary Clinton. I can say that I did not vote for her. I did not vote for Trump. I voted for Gary Johnson. Well, that's a good middle ground. I think I almost didn't vote because I just didn't want to. I didn't want to have to even be put. I f- it felt like a hostage situation to be honest. Like, just like you, you're really gonna make us choose. Like, this is the worst thing. We have to choose between these. But like on South, how they say on South Park, we got to choose between a turd sandwich and a and a douchebag. Like, it's just so bad. So bad. And I, I have a feeling we're going to end up in a s- similar situation. Uh, Who do you think November. is going to come out of the Democrat primary? Because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be Trump. It's going to be Trump versus someone because the Republicans all well, banded yeah. together. Sorry, Bill Weld. You, you really don't have a shot, buddy. Yeah. And I got a problem with that on the Republican side because I always hear about like people that are like, oh, like there are Republicans that you know, can't stand Trump or like they don't agree with how Trump acts or like what he does or whatever, but none of them are going to even come close to trying to actually like challenge him for it. If they really, really cared, like they, they would try to find at least some viable candidate to take the nomination from him, but they're not going to. It's all hail Trump on the Republican side. Blinded by the Trump. 
With a little orange spray tan and a fake wig hair. Blinded by the Trump. Great song. Yeah. Just call yeah. me Weird Al Gusevich. Gusevich. Nice. That's that's really funny. Speaking of which, speaking of vitches, let's give a toast to one former Illinois governor. <laughs> governor Lagoyevich. Blagojevich. Who is Blagojevich. Blagojevich. Sorry. Who has been part of... Oh, his sentence has been communi- uh Whatever. It's been taken care of. Let's Commuted. call it what it is. Commuted. It's been taken care of. He's good. <laughs> Welcome back to freedom, Governor. Cheerio, Governor. Oh, my God. I love the ridiculousness. Oh man, okay. it, it's just—it's just all ridiculous. But we there's the political yeah. rants over. I feel better now. I feel much better now. Great, great. Well, that's the good thing about this podcast is we we bring our frustrations or our passions about certain things and we bring it out there. And once we're done, it's like an amazing load is lifted off of our shoulders. It's an incredible thing. Ah. Uh. Feels good. And uh, you know, I wanna, I wanna, I hope to get into you know a little lighter topics. Oh, we um, need to. I mean, um, it can't all be sunshine and rainbows, and, and yeah. it's not always farting unicorns. The joke that bombed with you and you and Laura the first time, I was like, oh, that was rough. And I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> a, that one, that one failed. That was just like you said it, and it was just like a one, two, three. Wow, that did not. Nope, that did not land at all. I let all. the pause go, and I was like, I thought I blew it on that date night. I was like, yeah, she's like, she's gonna, she's just gonna text me, be like, we're not going on this date because you don't fart unicorns. <laughs> God, yeah. So, actually, I wanted to ask about that. So, farting a week unicorns? later, like a, a week later with her, you know, uh, how how's it going did, as of now? Did you not listen to the beginning of the show? Of course I did. Of course I did. How gushingly could I talk about it? It's going fantastic, at least from my perspective. I hope it is from hers. You know what? Uh, we did that. We uh, did the show together Monday night, so like I think that's a pretty good sign. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking with our Persian buddy last night uh, about her because I, I wanted about I said, her or you, about a Chinese food order. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so before before I say what I was going to say about telling him about Laura and everything, uh, for our listeners, uh, so last night um, an interesting thing happened where I received a phone call at I don't know like what, what time nine thirty like nine thirty at night it, it was it was not early or anything, um, and uh, I get on and. The person that answered was this really high-pitched, like, badly accented Asian woman-sounding person. I'm not even going to try that, it. I'm not even – no, I don't want to – I don't want to, like, all that be takes is someone, anyway. Uh, I don't want – and I know that I can't do it justice, so I'm just going to say that they basically just said, like, like, like hey, you know – 
have your I have your Chinese food. I'm outside your door. It's very cold, and I'm just like, I didn't order any Chinese food, and I told them I was like, I didn't order any food, and they're like, yes, you did. You have the food and your pork fried rice, and uh, and I'm like. I'm like, no, no, I didn't order food. Uh, I think you have the wrong number. They're like, this is, this is, I'm going to just say, this is Bear. And I'm like, <laughs> this is Bear. Well, yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was like, well, yeah, but uh, I didn't order any food. And they're just like, well, I'm outside. Uh, you, ha- you have to come to the door and everything. And I'm like, uh... Okay, I swear to God, I almost like grabbed my baseball bat because I. Have you so ever been to too door. drunk where you forgot you ordered Chinese food? I, yes. <laughs> I I haven't been like so drunk that I forgot it, but I've certainly been very high and forgotten that I ordered food, and that's that's like the most wonderful thing in the world when you forget. Like you open your door and it's just like Harrow. It's a surprise treat. Eat me, just carrying a thing of food, and you're like. Oh, you're like a you're like an angel sent from the Lord Jesus Christ, or or Buddha, where, whoever they like in China. So, anyways, I, I go outside. I don't see anybody in any car. There's nobody out there, or whatever. I'm like, I'm out here. I don't see anybody, and they're just like, oh, I see you. And finally, I'm just I'm like, where did this food come from? They're like, oh, China Garden. And there's no China Garden anywhere near here. So I was just like, who is this? And so they hang up. And then they call back like five minutes later. And I'm just like, who is this? I'm like, who? First of all, (laughs) funny enough, I thought it was you at first. Whoa, come on. (laughs) Come on. I mean, I... I thought the whole thing was. I funny. was with Laura, so I, I wasn't. I, I I barely listened to you on the podcast. So God forbid, I'm going to take the time to p- prank phone call you. Well, I thought it could be you and Laura, and maybe Laura was the one doing it. You know, she's funny. Like <laughs> she's funny. <laughs> She'd probably make a really convincing, uh, you know, little Chinese delivery person. Whatever. No, but, she wouldn't. So. It, so, anyways, uh, so it turns out to be our, our Persian friend and his wife uh, uh, prank calling, and we have a fun laugh about it and everything. And uh, they told me that you know they just had a baby too, about uh, like two months after we had our baby. So and so, occasionally... I want to get this right. I, I, I want to make sure we understand this. You have a daughter. Yes. And they have a daughter. Yes. Oh, okay. Congratulations yeah. to both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be best friends. Besties. For sure. Uh, so, so, uh, we're all having a laugh about it and everything because sometimes you know they'll call and everything. But uh, so we had a good laugh about it, and they're just like, "Oh, we need to hang out and everything." And they tell me that they also called our good buddy our, Andy, our host and from last wife. night, our last episode. Our host. Last night. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> and so he, they call, they did the same prank call to Andy yeah. and his wife. And right in the middle of them talking to us on the phone, I hear, I hear them say, 
oh my god. And he called the cops. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Over a prank phone call. I'm like, what? Why? Apparently, his wife has had a stressful week, probably because of Wait. him being just a wounded puppy. Wait. It's not probably. It is definitely because he was a wounded puppy. Okay, so he's dead. Yeah, it's definitely for that reason. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so so they get, off, they get off the phone. They're going to call them and everything. And so they get back on and, you know, we're talking a little bit. And I was telling them about Lauren, how great she is. And I said, we need to get all of us together, go out on like a real adult fun night, go to Hibachi. Because we've talked about the Hibachi. We got to do it again. Heck yeah, we do. So I'm thinking, you know, like a big group date, go out and do that uh, because it would be so much fun. Yeah, I'm in. I'm pretty sure Laura would be in. And so I think that is actually a great transition into uh, going to the Papa Bear's Corner, which is essentially Papa arts and entertainment. Bear, Papa Bear's Corner, brought to you by whiskey. Actually, tonight it's brought to you by Hennessy, straight from the bottle. Oh, Henny, my Henny. <laughs> um, so I, so I wanted to talk about this because in the last couple episodes, you've talked about watching The Bachelor with Laura, and I went. It on makes me feel so good about a, my relationship. Whatever just, this relationship is, just, it's, it makes me automatically <laughs> feel better about it. Like. <laughs> Serious or not, dating or not, whatever, whatever we are, it's better than what is what's on The Bachelor. I did, oh. I did have some good comments though about uh, if if I were to ever appear on The Bachelor, it would, it would, not as the contestant. Our friend Reza actually submitted me to be on The Bachelor. I did not get called, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, I think you're a good-looking guy, but, like, when you look at the guys they put on The Bachelor... They put on tens. The, yeah. T -E -N -S. And, unfortunately, neither of us are tens, so... Uh, we're te we're tens to our our significant others, but... Yeah, Laura gets mad at me when I call myself ugly. I'm like, oh, you're going to hate my friends, because that's all they call me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I certainly am not... I'm not as uh, I'm I'm not as uh, hot as I looked in college, but um... <laughs> okay, just go. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it roll with it. I'm gonna let that one. Just gonna let that go. It's just no one's gonna touch that. <laughs> not touching um, that with a ten foot pole, buddy. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, I don't remember if it was on the last episode or the first one we did with Laura, but I went on a real tangent about The Bachelor and how oh, much Oh, that was I the last one. It, it was... Uh... Oh, it's the... Yeah, so it was the last one. Yeah. So I, so I recently uh, discovered a new show, a dating show. Ooh. Uh, but this one is not on network TV. This one is actually on Netflix. 
And do I have to go uh, watch I, it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I discovered it because uh, my wife wanted to watch it. She's my like, wife. Hey. She's like, my wife, she wants to watch the show, uh, and it's called Love is Blind, and they call it a three-week event. So what they've been doing is, uh, I think they they released most of the episodes already, but I know they haven't released the finale yet. Ooh. But, but they've been releasing, I don't know, like four or five episodes at a time. So this show... Uh, the premise of the show is that, so they get all of these, like, like we've said about like the bachelor and the bachelorette, they get these people who are tens, men, women. And the funny thing is the show's hosted by Nick Lachey and his wife. Tricky Nick. I didn't even, Tricky Nick. <laughs> I didn't even know he was even relevant anymore, but. He was he was the one that was married to uh, Jessica Simpson, right? Yeah, yeah. He was the he was the one that was on the the newlyweds show with him and Jessica Simpson, and he's the one. Anytime she said something crazy, like like is this uh, chicken or fish, uh, or like chicken of the sea, are buffalo are buffalo wings made out of real buffalo? And he just fucking sits there, like, are you fucking serious? I mean, if you're going home to that, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, at least he never was like, he never was like, yeah, honey, there's just the, the, like, he actually would look at her just like, God damn, it's, I'm so glad you're hot. (laughs) (laughs) That is all you're bringing to this conversation is your looks. Right, and I mean, I don't have anything personally against Jessica Simpson or anything, you know. Jessica? Uh, yeah, you just, uh, I mean, you have talents where where they are, and they're not always in the best places, but so they are where they count, I guess. So, anyways, the premise of the show is that they get a group of guys and a group of girls, and uh, they tell them that they're going to go, each of them are going to go, uh, into these little pods, Ooh, and, pods. and they're gonna and they're gonna meet. They're gonna meet each. Are they they're gonna pods? meet each other. They're gonna meet each other one at a time. It's almost like a speed dating kind of thing, where they spend a certain amount of time in the pods, talking to each other and getting to know each other, and hopefully like falling in love. But the catch is that they do not see each other. Ooh. They are. They are they're separated in the pod by like a thin glass pane that's like frosted so they can't see each other but they can hear each other and so they have to they, they have they have to get to know each other purely from their voice and purely from what they're saying the content of their character from what they're saying and everything and the whole idea is is if you know they they meet all the same people but uh, as the, they call this an experiment because they want to know is love blind that's the whole thing and they get they they as time goes on they you know as days pass because they stay in like the same place they don't have access to their phones or anything and the guys all hang out in like a common area the girls all hang out in a common area so they talk about things and they they get in the pods and like certain people will connect 
and they'll start arranging for more quote-unquote dates with that person where they're talking to them and getting to know them and everything. And uh, the, the whole objective is that whoever it is you end up having feelings for and falling in love with, per se, you don't get to see them until you propose to them. Oh, so, shit. <laughs> so you you have to propose to them in order to actually see them. So you have to actually get to the point where, and these are all people that are like in their mid to late 20s, early to mid 30s. So my age. So, so you're saying, so, you're saying if me and Laura don't work out, I should just go apply to be on this show. I don't know, because, I mean, we were talking about how the people that are desperate enough to go on The Bachelor are absolutely psychotic. I think the people well, the on people this on show the Bachelor are... aren't trying to find love. They're trying to find fame. Right. So I don't think that the people on here, I mean, I think the people on here are doing the same thing. But it's different, and it's it's kind of refreshing in a way. Because it doesn't have oh, and also because it's on Netflix, they don't have to like bleed out bleep out curse words or, um, uh, I think I saw in like a preview like you got you saw someone's butt or something. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's on Netflix, so they're like dropping f bombs and sh- shit like that. Um, so it's kind of good. It's kind of refreshing to watch. You know, it's something different. So I think so. I've watched uh, like four or five episodes at this point, and so all the all the people that like didn't find someone are gone, and it's down to like I think four or five couples at this point who have actually gone through the process and found someone and decided to propose to them in various ways, and each of them when they finally get to see each other, they like put them in these separate rooms that are at the end of this long hallway with a red carpet and everything. And they stand by these doors that slide open and then they get to see them. And they're, they're just like, so they say they're so in love and that they propose to them. They're like, Oh my God, you're my fiance. And then they get to see them and everybody's really good looking. So it's like, of you got to put you got to put some people like me in there. Let's really mix it up for the for the people so, at home. So so I I loved this concept for the show to be honest. And but I wanted it to go further like that also. Like I wanted them to get like like some girl that is on there that's not a 10 but you know kind of looks like Rebel Wilson or something. Uh <laughs> or they get or the one I've been using with my wife is like, would it be great if these two people like they fall in love and they propose and everything and they go to see him and the girl's like a 10, but the dude's like, like a dwarf. Like, <laughs> and she's was it, like, like Brad Williams. Or, or I was thinking, I, I was thinking more like a Warwick Davis character <laughs> or like a Peter Dinklage. I, I could do a Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a decent looking fellow. But I mean, if you get like Warwick Davis, I mean, you got the dude that was like literally an Ewok, just walking up. And I just, I want, I wanted that moment from like the reveals where someone looks at someone and they're just like, uh, no, no, no. But that didn't happen. And part of me wonders if because these people have had 
this supposed like emotional deep emotional connection after spending so much time like talking between glass and everything that when they finally do see them it's almost like the the it's almost like putting on like beer goggles because you've already uh you know gotten to know this person somewhat um but now the fun part is starting where now that they've seen each other, they send them on this like amazing vacation to Mexico at this resort, but this like hotel resort. But the catch is that they put all of them at the same resort. So people that had kind of had feelings for another person, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. Now they're seeing each other for real and being like, oh, they, that's what they look like. And like, oh, they're exactly how I pictured them. And the whole thing, too, is that, like, they're there now. So they get to, like, if they're going to have sex, they're going to have sex. Uh, if they're not going to have sex, they're not going to have sex. So, like, half the people are having sex and the other half are not having sex. And now it's causing tension with uh, the other people who aren't having sex. Because now they're just like, oh, everybody else is having sex. <laughs> sex. <laughs> so i mean so, like like, like, like uh, i'm gonna like w- this is just uh, one of the funniest things it's these reality shows about dating and it's honestly honestly i'm gonna be honest with you it's just anytime i hear are, have, any, you, have you not been honest i've i've always been honest who are you kidding that's like the whole <laughs> whole purpose of this is to be honest but yeah, I, think, I, I get what you meant. Go ahead. But but as we we say in the business, with all these reality dating shows, they know they want the hot and heaviness. They know what they're getting involved Sometimes, in. You gotta ha- make it happen. Anytime a reality dating show comes on, this is what you're playing. Great for the lonely island. Anyway, you just kept saying it, so. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, that was perfect. And that was a song I was. That is that song. That song is in my karaoke repertoire, which I did not sing. That you will, you will. I don't know. <laughs> if you go, if if we if, go and do karaoke, if we do hibachi, we have to do a hibachi karaoke. We can just. Do that. They can't stop us. No, I'm saying, we do go to hibachi, enjoy dinner. And then we go to karaoke. Oh, oh. And See, then, I thought you meant like do karaoke at the hibachi. Yeah, they're gonna let me get behind the grill, and I'm gonna jam up there and just be like, "Some something beautiful happens in this world." Acon lonely. Yeah, no, they're not gonna let me do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dude's just like ting 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 ting, just on the on the grill. I can cook hibachi <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Just kidding, I can't. Um, that would be a goose's cooked. Legit. Oh, God. <laughs> Like make the volcano yeah, but... with the onion. Oh man! My I, cousin's I, having I hibachi right now. I don't know I'm if it's jealous. because I've been drinking or what. Definitely because but... you've been drinking. What's that? It's definitely because you've been drinking. Okay, but I definitely want to like eat hibachi now, <laughs> or just like Asian food. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe call um, Reza. Maybe he'll actually order you some this time. <laughs> I feel like he. I feel like he owes me. Just guilt, he, guilt trip him into he, it. Guilt trip him into it that he owes yeah. you Chinese food. And you know what? When he says why, because I didn't call the cops on you. <laughs> I didn't call the cops on you, and you you sit there and you tease me. 
thinking I'm going to get like Chinese food. I I you know I have had that happen before where like somebody uh somebody had gotten food and it came to the wrong place and I was the wrong place. And I was like I didn't order this but I'll take I'll take it. it. I, was, I was like is it already paid for? They're like yeah. I'm like give it here. Come on in. You can have some too. You want to you want to smoke some ganja? You can have some ganja too. The ganja. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this uh, this uh, this Love Is Blind show, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm, my wife and I have been watching it together, but I, I recommend people give it a try. Uh, it's actually pretty entertaining, and it's, it's kind of funny sometimes. And the, the the tension is it has that Bachelor, you know, tension to it with the with the drama and the you know the the relationships like falling apart and everything. One of the I, I don't want well, to spoil anything. Well, but the one thing of the relationships. Is... Oh no, go, go go you go you go you go. I was gonna say you know I don't want to spoil anything, but like one of the relationships uh, uh, fell apart because the guy was um, like uh, he was like fluid sexually, you know, like okay, like he was he was like I I he wasn't calling it bisexual, but. Um, he he kept it from the girl, even though he proposed to her. And then they go on the vacation, and he's like he's like acting all weird and everything. And then she's like, "What's wrong?" And he he's like, "Honestly, like I I got, he's like I gotta tell you, you know, that I've dated both genders, male and female, and stuff." And she, and she reacts kind of poorly, and he reacts to telling her poorly by like flipping out and stuff and then they had this huge blowout and uh and then he's like honestly like i'm not that guy that you know blew up on her and everything i'm like yeah you are you just did it <laughs> I was like if you weren't that guy you wouldn't have done it oh man that's like one of the girls on the bachelor it's so they were going on um they're doing family dates so the the bachelor goes to each of the girls hometowns they go on a date and then they meet the family and then, so this girl Victoria F takes her on, <laughs> takes her to a country concert, which is pretty cool. Whatever. Well, the joke was because like there was a previous episode with Victoria F where they went to Cedar Point in Ohio, which is awesome. I've been there; it's like the coolest amusement park. But uh, um, a country music star was singing, and Victoria it was Victoria F's ex boyfriend. So she's like grinding and like kissing. The Bachelor in front of her ex boyfriend. I'm like, that's a savage move. She freaks. Ooh. She freaks out over that. So they go to this co- concert in her hometown, and then after the concert, uh, the Bachelor pilot Pete, who cries way too much for this show because he <laughs> pilot, can't make pilot can't Pete. make up his own damn mind. Freaking, he goes, and he's like, he's talking. This girl pulls him aside, and just like, be careful of Victoria. She always starts stuff and like causes drama. Blah blah blah. And it seemed like genuine. So Pete's like, okay, thank you. And then he calls Victoria over. He's like, I need to talk to you about something. And she's just like, what, what do you mean? And then he just goes, this girl told me this, that. And she just starts bawling. And then they get into a whole fight. Doesn't even meet her family. And it keeps her on. Keeps her on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh I'm like, homeboy. She's hiding something because she just initiated the whole fight. If she wasn't hiding anything, she'd be like, all right, let's talk about it. That's like, right. and, and like. It's one of those reasons why it makes me feel so good about every time I hang out with Laura. We just talk about everything. It's great. 
It's like yeah, like all the rules that like we we broke all eleven rules you're not supposed to talk about. We broke all eleven, and X's were on yeah. there, and it was fine. It's cool. Yeah, like yeah, my whole honestly, biggest thing uh, is like I I I'm still surprised she was single. I was like, you're too awesome to not be. Like, all your exes are idiots for letting this one go. And I mean, I'm not gonna like complain about it. I'm just saying, yeah. thank. Thank you. I will. I would love to meet her exes and shake the, every one of their hands and say thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for thank being a dumbass. Thank you for thank being you. a dumbass. Oh, nope. Thank, me, thank you, you for being a dumbass. <laughs> and fuck you, buddy. Fuck mm. me. Fuck you. Not even. I don't even need any of that. I'm just saying. It's just. No. Just no. Like um, uh, they. Uh, I'm not even gonna say it, but yeah. it's just kind of like that sarcastic kind of thing. Like, oh, hey, fuck you, oh, buddy. No, I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm genuinely, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's good. And you know, I I would say in my experience, like to everyone out there, all our listeners and stuff, that if you're in a relationship, uh, whether it's new or you've been in it a while or you're actually married, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, the thing I've learned in my experience is, honestly, you can avoid a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of uh, strife and struggle in your relationship if you just talk about things, communicate, openly communicate. Even, even, if, even if what you think uh, you're going to say might like hurt the person in a way or you th- you're afraid to tell them because you're not sure how they'll react or whatever it might be, just just tell them uh tell them what it is like tell them what you're feeling like tell them what's in your heart uh because like if you don't if you keep it to yourself like you're very you're very liable to to do something that could be self-destructive uh not only to yourself but to your relationship and you run the risk of losing a great thing because of that so uh you know, just communicate about things. And if you're having trouble communicating about things, one of the things I would definitely recommend, um, and it's something I wish I had done a long time ago with with other relationships, but... No, you, know, you didn't, because then you wouldn't be with Emily. So, yeah, I'm glad you did. Well, well, okay, Emily's a well, saint. Emily's the best thing to happen to you, Bear. She sure is. She sure I'm is. just saying it's a scientific um, fact. But uh, what I was going to say is if, you, if you're having trouble communicating and you need some guidance or some help, see a couples counselor, honestly. You know, Emily, Emily is the best thing that ever happened to me. But, I mean, we did hit a rough patch where we did have to go to a counselor, and it was the best thing for us, honestly. Uh, you know, it was it was something great. It helped us greatly in our relationship and helped us get through a tough time and you know uh, you know once we kind of got through that and everything what an amazing gift that we realized that Emily's pregnant and we're gonna be parents you know so uh you know a, a ter- you know a really rough thing to go on but uh honestly it uh it 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 uh pun intended gave birth to something that was even greater so and a much stronger relationship for that you know so i say to everybody you know communicate that's all i have to say about that agreed 
That's all I have to say. Uh, wow, we've, about that. we've gotten we've delved in so we got politics, we've got relationships. Well, there's really only one more thing we can talk about before we wrap this up, and I think you know what it is. Oh God, yeah, yeah, bring that shit. Give it up. Let's play the game. Guess the state. Guess the state. Guess the state. You never know where it's gonna happen. It's guess that state now. Yeah. All right. That's not the actual like theme song to it, but it now uh, is. It now is. All right. <clears throat> Headline. Centuries old law against cursing in public repealed by legislatures. Oh, well that that's good. Guess the state. Guess the state. It's the time to guess the state. In blank, letting an F bomb fly in public could get you slapped with a misdemeanor and up to a $250 fine. Well, I don't like that. Profane swearing has been illegal since 1792 when the fine was 83 cents. Just what bleeping words are banned? Well, the state code doesn't say. Shit. A little vague. A little, a little vague. vague open, to, open to interpretation, much like uh, much like many of the... I mean, George, uh, George, George Carlin wasn't around to give him the whole seven words you can't say. No, no. But... Uh, I, I mean, it was 1792. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of government uh, laws and legislation were pretty vague back then. But on Wednesday, the Constitution. So, but on Wednesday, legislators said to hell with the anti-swearing law, as the Senate <laughs> voted to repeal it just after the week's House did. <laughs> and now awaits the governor's signature. A spokesperson for the governor tells NPR the governor will review the bill when it gets to his desk, adding, it's past time we swore off the antiquated policies of the past. Get all these jokes. This is great. I love the punniness of this. Good. Good. If the bill is signed, blank will be legally able to curse their heart's content starting July 1st. So I kind of want to take a road trip. If this gets signed, I'm going to take a road trip to this state. Or fly to the state, or boat to the state, and just walk around in public and just go fuckity fuck fuck fuck. What a day! <laughs> I, I would probably walk around and just be like, shit, like, pussy, 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 okay, okay, we got it, we got it. South Park, you're good. Though the current law doesn't seem to be stopping many people from doing just that, statewide enforcement numbers are hard to pin down. But according to a newspaper in a county in the state, only three people were char- have been charged with cursing over two years. So it's a very seldomly enforced law. <laughs> Maybe mm. just like get the cop on a bad day. Oh, here we go. Other communities have been more proactive. There's been a um, uh, there was uh, there's a oceanfront area of somewhere. Has no cursing signs on boardwalk. The effort to repeal the anti-swearing law appealed to be cursed in previous legislative sessions, failing every year since it was first introduced in 2016. Uh, When you're working with cows and a 1,400-pound animal doesn't want you to do it or steps on your feet, every once in a while something colorful comes out of your mouth. So why did the bill finally pass? Weber tells NPR of the new makeup of the statehouse 
after there was a change in the party in November. He also cited bipartisanship. Oh, my God. These guys just blamed one party. That's bad. That's bad. See, that's what we were talking about. Earlier. He says he and his colleagues agree the current code uh, violates free speech. Blah, 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 blah. So on Wednesday, state lawmakers also voted to repeal the law against fornication divined as voluntary sexual intercourse by an unmarried person. So in this state, it was illegal to have sex if you were not married. Man. I, it, it, it sounds like they need to do like a clean sweep of all their antiquated laws. Because but, apparently oh, but wait, wait, got some but wait. Ones there's that, more. Uh, they voted to keep the ban on spitting, which one maker calling it yucky. <laughs> so, so you still you're can't. Not, you're you're you not allowed to use the word yucky. In, you cannot. In, you cannot spit in the state. But now, thankfully, you can have sexual relations, consensual sexual relations if you're unmarried. And you can swear in public. Well, the, the consensual sexual relations have to happen behind closed doors. But you know what I mean. So guess the state. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, so now, like, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to bang some girl and who's just, like, cursing the shit out of it because she's enjoying it so much and she asks you to spit on her. Can't do it. You can, you can swear, you can swear, you can swear, just like, oh fuck me. Jesus. And okay. You, can do you it. You took this. But no. You took this. You, you you took this way too far. Oh, I don't think I took it far enough. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Guess the goddamn state. All right. So you said something about an ocean front. There is so there. So you can. Guess like there, I, there were a lot of clues given in this. There were I, 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 the fact that you said there's an ocean state, but also someone talking about trying to get a 400 pound cow to do something to move or whatever. So somewhere that's you know has an ocean front, but also has rural enough parts to work cows. All oh, right. So, hmm. dun, dun, I'm gonna go. Dun, dun, my dun. first guess. My first guess is gonna be. Uh, oh no, that's too easy. Um, that's I'm gonna say Washington State. Okay, that is wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> It oh, is please, please continue the, to tell me how wrong it is. It is east of the Mississippi. There's clue number one. Ah, okay. Excellent. East and of Mississippi. if you were listening to the story, was Washington State a state in 1792? Ah. Uh, <laughs> all right. And I even made a big deal about it being in 1792. Yeah, you got a point. Duh, duh, duh. All right. So it's going to be on the <laughs> east coast. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. Well, that narrows it down, but there's still 13 choices, sort of. So, let's see. Where would something like this probably be an issue? Dude. I would imagine it would be in, like, the s- southern states, most likely. Take so, a guess. Uh, 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess uh, South Carolina. Incorrect, and okay. it's north of South Carolina. North of South Carolina. All right. I still want to say it's in the south, so I mean, there's not much. To, there's not much more to go with after that. Uh, uh, um, hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I guess I'll. I'm, this is gonna be a complete shot in the dark, but. Uh, I'm going to say New Jersey. Wrong again. You strike out. You cannot guess the state. The good old state here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the state of Virginia. Oh, fuck me. No, thank you. Uh, yep, it's Virginia. <laughs> and so some of the laws they had, the good old state of Virginia. So if anyone would like to come with me on July 1st to Virginia, just to go into the town square and go, fuck or shit, or whatever the hell, shit, fuck, anything you want to say, really, you can hopefully say it now if the governor, it seems like the governor is going to repeal this one, um, and, the, and the whole thing was I didn't want to say it because it's been a very popular story, which would have given it away, was that the House very notably changed from Republican to Democrat for the first time in ages, therefore, <clears throat> therefore, it was going to be like, that's... That would have been it. So, yep, and, yeah. the, and the Democrats were bl- blaming the Republicans <laughs> for not <laughs> repealing the swear law. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, man. Uh, I, I probably should have known that, too. You should have. I was born in Virginia. Your so. first guess was stupid as shit. In 1792. And you even said, oh, this goes back to 1792. So I thought you were you were like, oh, okay, I get it. This is probably one of the first original 13 colonies. Yeah, no. You should have realized I, that one, Chief. No, I, I completely... No, Washington State. <laughs> no, I completely shit the bed on that. Yeah, you wouldn't, sure. you, you've you had a bad couple of, like, picking up clues things. Like, between that and then the last time when Laura and I admitted we're in the same room together. We are sitting next to each other. That wasn't... I wasn't trying to guess anything with there that. There wasn't though. a that guess. Was just... No, your thing was, is there going to be a second date? And I'm like, I'm in her living room recording yeah, this with you you know, you know what uh, it was andy like fucking me up on that oh because, oh, oh, oh dude, okay that what's dude it, what what's it you're a democrat he's a republican so you're just gonna blame him i don't even know if he's a republican or not but you're still gonna blame him take no, onus think he's even i don't take think he's onus. even remotely i don't think he's remotely uh, political <laughs> no not even not even a little in the beginning oh, oh my man. goodness so do you have a guess the um, state or are you good yeah, no, I do actually. Oh, um, yeah, I got one. A boom, boom, um, boom. Let me hear you say way. So, way, ho, way ho. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, this one, <laughs> uh, funny enough, uh, comes from <laughs> comes from the the place you were very upset that I got a story from last time again. Uh, again, but. Is it is Again, it is it, it a, is it about a Republican press secretary who leaves his campaign for inappropriate tweets? Because I can guess no. that state in two seconds. <laughs> Rhode Island. No, no, it wasn't that. 
Um, so, this is the headline. University student snags scrotum in gruesome oh, I've seen this. Accident. I've seen this. I've seen this. I watched this video over and over again because this was originally going to be mine, but I switched it up. Oh, okay. So you probably know where it is. Though. Oh, not only do I know where it is, I can tell you the college the kid was at when he did it. Because I've seen this well, video you... over and over again. Well, yeah, if you know the college, then you definitely know where it is. But I'm going to read it anyways because it's funny shit. And um, I, I think it uh, – so, yeah, it's just really funny. So uh, I'll just – do you want to say where it is? Where this would be at the great, the great University of – Mormonville, USA, Brigham Young University, in the great state of Utah. Yes, yes, that's it. Yes, that's it. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to read a little bit of it anyways because it's really funny. So uh, Brigham Young University pole vaulter took great pains to create a TikTok video, literally. And I, I know what they're talking about because I've seen it's not a TikTok video it's like a vine or whatever but I've seen the thing where like a pole vaulter does this and it's an accident and stuff and but they it don't hurts. Get hurt I think oh it sometimes it can hurt yeah so Zach McWhorter has leaped into viral fame thanks to a scrotum bashing video he posted Monday on the social media platform as of Friday afternoon the video received 3.7 million likes and more than 206,000 shares uh, this video, uh, we're totally putting this on our social media, so everyone should check this out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So the wince-inducing video, which his father filmed last September during what looks like a practice, shows McWhorter successfully completing a leap only to have the pole hit him right in the testicles. Ugh. Right, right in the Right in the baby the beans. makers. The baby right in the makers. Beans. <laughs> they said, yeah, we know, vids or it didn't happen, but don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> I've watched this video like a dozen times. I cannot uh, watch like videos like this. Uh, no. He said, McWhorter said, uh, I had a great jump. It felt so good. It was the best jump of the day. But as he sprung over the bar, the pole recoiled and, quote, Dumb. just got me in the sweet spot, end quote. As he colorfully put it, the ball bashing, <laughs> the ball bashing was caught on camera, but not what happened after he landed and assessed the damage. He quotes, told BuzzFeed, I could see right into my scrotum. Oh, 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 oh. You okay? Oh, oh, just thinking about that yeah. just sounds fucking awful. He started screaming to his father, who happened to be his coach, and one of the filming the video. This is where the story gets really nutty. <laughs> hey yo. His his dad happens to be a urologist <laughs> and a specialist in male genitalia. He took his son back to the office and sewed up the sack with eighteen stitches. Oh. Never been closer with my father until that day. <laughs> oh, all right, that's bad. I thank you. Oh. So I'm going to oh. share one oh. more for you because I I have one more that I'm very all proud right. of. It's from the Washington okay. Post, so it's legit. Okay. <laughs> okay. You ready for the headline? Yep. Do it. Do it. Deaths, disappeared children, 
and a doomsday cult mother at center of bizarre case arrested in blank. So we're going to guess the state she was arrested in. That she was arrested in. Okay. Okay. And you'll have, you'll have, there's two opportunities for states. You can guess the state that she was arrested in and then guess the state that this uh, allegedly happened in. Okay. For five months, no one has been able to find seven-year-old Joshua J.J. Vallo or his sister, 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. The mystery of their disappearance deepened amid their mother's abrupt move from blank to blank with a brand new husband, the suspicious deaths of multiple people connected to the couple, and rumors of their involvement in a doomsday cult. As questions swirled and the bizarre case drew international headlines, the children's mother, Lori Vallow, refused to cooperate in the search. Authorities said despite knowing either the location of the children or what happened to them. On Thursday, with the siblings still nowhere to be found, their mother was arrested in blank blank. The 46-year-old woman was charged with two counts of felony, uh, felony desertion of a child, along with misdemeanor charges of resisting arrest and obstructing an officer, solicitation of a crime, and contempt, the police department said in a statement. We are hoping against hope that Tylee and JJ are out there somewhere and will be reunited with their other family members at some point, the a prosecuting attorney said at a news conference Friday. Her arrest was welcomed by the grandparents of the missing boy whose request for police in blank to conduct a welfare check on him led to the discovery that he and his sister had vanished and tipped off the ever-expanding investigation. Authorities later learned neither had been seen since September. We are relieved, the grandmother said. We are ready for the next step, which is for Lori, is where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where are these fucking kids, Lori? Vallow and her husband, Chad Daybell, have denied wrongdoing. A statement released in December by their attorney, Sean Barthrick, said the two look forward to addressing the allegations once they have moved beyond speculation and rumor. Bartholik did not respond to requests for comments on Vallow's arrest. Police began investigating the couple in November after Joshua's grandparents became concerned about not hearing from him. When authorities showed up at Vallow's townhouse, she said Joshua, who has special needs, was staying with a family friend in Arizona. So it's not Arizona. I can tell you that. No. Chad acted as if he didn't know Lori very well, noted an affidavit. Authorities called the family friend who told them Joshua would not be seen for months. She added Vallow and Daybell called her and asked her to tell police that the boy was with her. But when the officers returned to Vallow's home the next day with a search warrant, they found it abandoned. Most of her clothing was gone. They visited a unit she rented at a self-storage plus and discovered belongings that appeared to belong to the children. A blanket with pictures of Joshua, other pictures with Ty Lee, and a backpack with Joshua's initials, children's clothing, a photo album, bikes, a scooter, toys, and what appeared to be appropriate for a young boy. Do, 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 do. The case soon grew more complicated, spanning multiple states. Authorities in blank began to question the death of Dayball's first wife, Tammy, which came in October, just two weeks before he married Vallow. Hey, hey, look at this guy. Her death had been considered natural at the time, but her body was exhumed and an investigation opened after the children disappeared. Those are the two pieces of this, Sheriff Len Humphreys told Fox 13. And now they're related and we're not quite sure, but we do believe they're related. The case soon grew more complicated. Oh, I already read that part. Vallow's former husband, Charles, who had told a divorce court that she believed she was reincarnated deity, 
was shot and killed by her brother in a July dispute that remains under investigation in Arizona. This is fantastic. This is a lot of, this is a lot of information. Um, Alex, the brother, Alex Cox, died in December. <laughs> the, guy that, the guy that shot the ex-husband dies in December. An autopsy report is pending. Channel police told local media they have questions for Vallow about the death of her previous husband. Woo! Dave Ball and Vallow may have bonded over shared beliefs. He penned self-published apocalyptic novels aimed at Mormon audiences. She believed herself a god sent to Earth with the mission of preparing people for the second coming of Christ, according to divorce paper work filed by her previous husband. The two appeared together on podcasts distributed by a company devoted to preparing people for biblical end times, which has since distanced itself from them. They they were doing what we're doing. The were, dangers of podcasting. They were married in November in wedding photos obtained by ABC News. They wore purple. Uh, they wore purple and had wide smiles embracing on the beach. By then, Joshua and Tylee hadn't been seen for weeks. During their investigation, authorities learned through phone records that Tylee had joined her mother and Cox on a day trip to a national park on September 8th. A photo of the girl at the park was discovered on Vallow's iCloud account. The affidavit said the timestamp with the date is the last time that any record Tylee being with Lori Vallow. So here it just keeps going on and on. So we're going to play Guess the State. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> Guess the states. I'm going to give you quite a few guesses. So let's hear your number one guess for either where this all occurred originally or where she was arrested. So I'm actually going to start with where I think it might have occurred. Because okay. I, I always think whenever I think of like cults or like doomsday stuff or I always think of like weirdly enough uh you know states in the midwest you know things like that so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the state that seems to always be kind of associated with cults and weird shit going on love it and i know i know we said it in the last one but is it utah it is not utah but you are correct in assuming that it is west of the mississippi both states are west of the mississippi all right. It's All a right, good well, guess, though. I, I mean, so, the Mormonism in there, I would have made that guess, too. Yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, so I, I still I still think it's, if it's not in Utah, I'm thinking that it's probably in pl- close proximity to Utah. So uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go, is it north, northwest? I think it's a little northwest. I'm going to go with. Uh, the what is it? The Potato State, Idaho. Hey, you got it. Oh, I did. It, oh. It's Idaho. <laughs> it happened in Idaho. Yep. The she, Potato they, State. So the park they went to was Yellowstone. They were. This is all happened in Idaho, and she had the family member uh, in Arizona. Oh yeah. So yeah, because they went to the park. That's. Uh, they went to Yellowstone. Uh, that's why I didn't want to say. I mean, if I said Yellowstone, it wouldn't give it away. It would have made you think Wyoming most likely. But I just wanted to be safe than sorry because right. after what happened the last time. Now, guess where her and her husband not only got arrested, they were also married in this state. Okay, so you, you said that they had a they had a pic, wedding pictures on the beach? No, I didn't say they had wedding pictures on the beach. I just said they were wearing purple and were smiling. 
Oh, I thought it said it was on the beach. Let so. me double check on that. Do do. All, all I know is they were wearing purple. It was like what stood out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I no, I said beach. These... I said beach. You're right. I said beach. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, there you go. There's there's your hint. There's a beach. You all, well, you also said they like made a an abrupt move. An abrupt move. Sort of. Yeah. <clears throat> or yeah, because the because someone was saying like, oh, like, just all of a sudden moving <clears throat> somewhere else. Um, so they got married on the beach, and that's that's where they were arrested. So that's what that's where they moved to then. So correct. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, that dead air was did great. They move to, did they move to Florida? They did not move to Florida. It is, okay. as I said before, it is west of the Mississippi. Oh, oh, so both of them are west of the Mississippi. I said that. You oh, can go back and check the tape. I'm not going to, but I'll just take your word for it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh... Two to go. You know what? I bet it's really west. Is it Hawaii? It's Hawaii. Aloha oi. Oi. Yep. So the, Hawaii, they got Hawaii. arrested in Hawaii. And they were Bravos, bro. And they had a doomsday prep and apocalyptic podcast. So good for them. I wonder if that's still on. You don't think they took it down, did they? Oh, they definitely did. Cuz they oh. said the podcast network was trying to distance himself from them. So they definitely took it down. Oh, that's too bad. That's a I would shame. have liked to. I would have liked to have uh, just sampled a little bit of that. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, just speaking of that, uh, funny enough, I was looking at uh, like different podcasts and everything, and my sister mentioned that she listens to Jordan Belfort's podcast. I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of notifications on the Facebooks for that. Yeah, the the Wolf's Den it's yeah. called. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Jordan Belfort is, um like like read a book for once in your life. Um <laughs> but uh he is the guy who's the subject of the movie called Wolf of Wall Street, also by the book which he wrote. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio starred as him. He's the dude that was the guy that like swindled people out of money on Wall Street and stuff and made like like hundreds of millions of dollars and everything. And he's fucking insane. I've actually read some of that book and he, he it's something else. Um, but yeah. So uh do you have any other guest estates or No, nope, I only had those two. I only had those two for you cuz I always have to have a backup one. I always give myself yeah. a backup in case I stupidly ruin it again. Yeah, I actually had another backup, but I didn't. I decided I didn't like it. Why? So. What was it about? What was it about? Just give me the synopsis. Let's get the All synopsis. Right. So what it was about uh, was this guy was offering to pay someone twenty five thousand dollars to find him a girlfriend. Okay. Okay. I know this one. Um. <clears throat> so so this. G- I I I I gotta pull it back up again, but uh, so this guy uh, who's had like terrible luck dating, and he says that he like absolutely uh, 
abhors uh yeah, like gonna, online dating. So he's definitely if, he's definitely not a bumble guy. So if someone fi- found him a girlfriend, that person would get twenty five grand. Yes, but not not all at once. Well, that's a damn shame. Yeah, according to what it said, so there's there's uh, stipulations to. <clears throat> oh, I found it again. So yeah, so there's uh, stipulations to what it is okay. uh, like like what you can how you get paid and everything mm-hmm. so yeah so he uh, came up with this plan to help him find love and um, <clears throat> he also said that he would match uh, the reward by giving to an animal shelter so he's gonna give someone 25 grand and then 25 grand to an animal shelter. Yeah. Essentially, yes. So, anyways, um, he said that uh, you, he said that the person who gets him the girlfriend would get paid if they made it to the one year mark. Like, whoever it is that, uh, Whoever it is that um, you know found the girl, whatever it is, um, and the the girl has to date him for twenty for three hundred sixty five consecutive days. Consecutive and, days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and he said that and he said that um, he said that the the girl does not get like any of the money whatever it is because she wants um, to make sure he wants to make that sure that she's dating him for love yeah so oh so yeah so here are the rules the the potential match has to exclusively date him okay for consecutively for a year before any payments made after the year is completed he will make the, the guy's name is Gebhardt, um, will make five payments of $5,000 each to the person who referred the date, and it's paid within 30 days following the last day of the initial dating period with the remaining four payments paid out each year thereafter. So $5,000 every year for five years. And if the if the relationship ends, he doesn't owe any money to the person, other than what has already been paid. What a psychopath! A little bit. I'm glad I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah. The, I and you know. I, I mean, the only thing I'm, I'm a little envious of is that I could offer someone five grand, like a year, just to kind of have that kind of money. Be like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a grand here and there, but. That's what it is. Holy crap, we've we've been going for a bit, buddy. Yeah, we sure have. All right, is there any final thoughts you want to say before we uh, wrap this shindig up? Uh, only that everybody, what I said before, everybody should drink responsibly, as we both have and everyone should do. And if you're out there and you're dating, communication is key. 
like I said, that will drinking responsibly and communicating well with your significant other will lead to uh, a fulfilling life. It definitely will. So, for the bear, thank you so much. It's always been a pleasure. We'll be back. Always a pleasure, Goose. We'll be back in a couple days with more fun. I'm Goose. Relax out. Live it up. For the bear, I'm Goose. Thanks for listening to Goose and the Bear. We'll see you next week. Laters.